0: Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. Yeah, we
1: invite you to sit down, get cozy, have a cup of coffee with us while we talk about everything and nothing. Hope you enjoy. (laughs) Mm,
0: What are we drinking today? Okay, so I'm drinking a chai latte i just made the concentrate this morning mm-hmm. and i mix it with a little bit of soy milk and there she is it's pretty good mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i'm
1: having a chantelle signature french press and by signature i meant the first batch she totally forgot about it she pressed it down 20 minutes after it was the bit i should have ever tasted my whole entire life um but now i'm having the second
0: batch and it's MC. pretty damn good <laughs> it's good that i have a lot of beans exactly, so. exactly. i'm sorry <laughs> wasted your beans oh that's okay Yeah, so today we're going to be talking about embracing um, our inner child. Mm -hmm. So last week we talked a lot about the new normal with COVID and stuff, and now we want to talk about how to embrace, so like accept, and just come to terms with everything Mm -hmm. to do with our inner child, which is a subject that we're both really passionate about Mm -hmm. and really love. So yeah, that's what we're talking about today. Yeah,
1: Um, and I think embracing is like it's just such an empowering word to use because it's not like oftentimes we feel like we need to, in order to, to come to terms with something, we need to kind of be like, like we need to get over it, you know, like we need to fix it. We need to solve it like as if like the problem is actually like resolved, but that's just not how life works really. Like we just, we have all the trauma and issues and we work with it
0: and we embrace it and we carry on with our lives. Mm-hmm. I fully agree. Cause it's, so easy to feel bad about those things but I think spinning it and like making it positive is really really cool and like that's what helps you come to terms with it and move past like what the struggles it causes in your life Mm -hmm. um yeah so that's why we called it embracing in the first place um but the inner child do you want to start by just kind of explain what it is yeah I guess Mm -hmm. we can both give it like our definitions per se through like our experience Mm -hmm. um Obviously, neither of us study psychology. Oh, disclaimer. Yes, just a little disclaimer. Yeah. We're mm-hmm. not professionals. This is literally just purely based on like what we've learned in our experience mm-hmm. um, and how we relate to the term inner child. Yeah. Um, we'll start with Google's definition, then uh, okay. we'll move on to our definitions.
1: Okay, so the inner child theory, according to Wikipedia, and popular psychology and analytical psychology, the inner child is an individual's childlike aspect It includes what a person learned as a child before puberty. The inner child is often conceived as a semi-independent subpersonality subordinate to the waking conscious mind.
0: Mm. Oh, that's very really deep. That is very deep. Ooh, Google really came through. <laughs> 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 I would say what I like, think is the inner child and, like, how I think about that term is kind of, like, everything. I think about it as, like, the coping strategies and, like, the mindset and the thought patterns that we've had as children Mm -hmm. and how they still are within us, Um, especially for people who have gone through trauma or anything like that. Like, those thought patterns are really deeply rooted and often can cause, like, harm in somebody's adult life because they haven't been worked through and rewired Mm -hmm or accepted. Um, so I think of the inner child as like those thought patterns and, um, just like the person inside of you that was from the past that you can soothe in different ways. Um, yeah, that's what I think. What do you think, Cola?
1: Um, for me, my inner child, like, I think of her as my vulnerability and the most tender side of me. Um, and I think, that's the side of me that comes out when i'm distressed or i'm stressed or distressed and stressed. they should be the same thing <laughs> um or when i'm sad or angry i think it's those kind of like emotional moments when like your rational mind doesn't really can't really like control yeah what's going on Um, i think that's when like the inner child comes out for me
0: yeah that makes sense mm-hmm. it, it's almost like the innocent part of ourselves like the yeah. part that's not tainted mm-hmm. it's, by, like, maturity, I guess? Yeah, Does like,
1: maturity sense? can be very, like, liberating, but it, it can also, like, just kind of, like, shackle who we really are. Yeah, yeah.
0: exactly. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people's inner childs, like, encompass a lot of, like, the fun things that they like to do and, like, things that we mm-hmm. don't let ourselves do as adults. Like, yeah. painting, for example. Mm-hmm. Like, that's something that I love to do, and, like, I've only recently started getting back into it. But, like, as I was growing older, I stopped doing it because it just felt like... This thing that was for pure joy, mm-hmm. and like, I suppressed it because like, mature me had other things to do.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: but I think there's like there's obviously like negatives with it, but I think there's a lot of positives, like the joy, mm-hmm. that like, our inner child encompasses, and like the activities that they enjoy to like, feel joy. So, yeah,
1: I think there's um, there's like definitely the inner child theory,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and but there's also um, like the child at heart you know, child. I think they're, like, are they the same
0: thing? I don't know. That's interesting. I feel yeah. like inner child theory has more to do with trauma. Yeah. And then, like, I forget how you it. Well, like, connecting it. with, yeah. like, the child inside of our heart that, mm-hmm. yeah. Which I think is so important mm-hmm. and, like, not really talked about in inner child theory mm-hmm. from what that definition said. Yeah. I feel like it's not really too much about, like, the joyful aspect of it and, like, the soothing aspect as it is about, like, the trauma aspect, Mm -hmm. so.
1: Yeah, I agree. Okay,
0: so. I guess, like, to jump into it, we can kind of go into, like, some of our experiences with our inner child versus, like, or I guess, like, also, like, what triggers our inner child to come out um, or to suffer and need soothing. Mm -hmm. So, do you want to go first, Cola?
1: Um, hmm, okay, what triggers mine? So do you ever get those moments where you just randomly suddenly feel really like I need to run away and hide mm-hmm. moments? Like I feel like especially like if you listen to our previous episode, you'd hear that um I am definitely very introverted in terms of um it's not like I'm shy I don't think I'm shy at all. No. You know? <laughs> no. Definitely <laughs> I'm not shy. Um in terms of, like my energy gets de- depleted really easily and I get tired around a crowd of people, so sometimes when I'm like in a crowd or in a, a surrounding where like I'm like, oh, this feels strange or this is not a familiar environment for me, I suddenly get the urge to just like hide. Like, I just want to like crawl up into a ball like, and read or weep <laughs> more of the former, not so much the latter. Um, but yeah, so I feel like that's um, maybe like the most common, um moments for me like in terms of, like when the inner child comes out mm-hmm. um but when I'm angry that's the other right the other um the other one um when I'm angry I sometimes I can just lash out and just like yell at people <laughs> um and I think that's definitely um that was def- that's this it's definitely a very childlike behavior for me it's like always okay. been the way um Mm-hmm. of, like, how I deal with anger since I was a child. And when I'm sad, I get, like, very sad. Like, I just, like, cry. And I'm, like, still a highly, highly emotional person. And to be honest, I don't want to change that. You know, like, when I'm sad, I just let myself feel all the sadness and I just, like, cry. Um, but I think that's a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, to feel. yeah, mm-hmm. But there's also, like, an aspect of, like, to what extent extent should we like control that side of us right that makes any sense
0: definitely like the way that I'm hearing it from you is like your inner child kind of like is made up of all the emotions that we try to suppress as adults yeah and like Mm -hmm. when you listen to your inner child like those come out but like obviously like if you're in a grocery store and you don't get your way like you're not going to scream like you were what as a child you know (laughs) so I think that's like the kind of things that we like control Mm -hmm. maybe like more, like, the socially unacceptable things, mm-hmm. but it's also, like, that's a whole, whole topic, but, like, in some way, like, sadness is socially unacceptable in our day and age, yeah. and so, like, I guess drawing that line for yourself, like, what you think is unacceptable mm-hmm. emotions to let go, Yeah, or let loose, I guess, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what about mm-hmm. yours? It's a common form. Um, I would say for me, like, the most common form is, like, fear of like people leaving me because I think that's like Mm -hmm. what my inner child is afraid of the most um and so that often like comes up as like anxiety for me um and I think my inner child is a very anxious
1: kid yeah
0: like it's not like I think my inner child feels sadness like she feels a lot of things but like at the root of it I think it stems from anxiety and I think when my like I feel my inner child coming out I Mm -hmm. feel like that anxiety and that like lack of wanting to, like, hear anybody out. Um, kind of like you, like, she just wants to, like, hide and, like, yeah. be, like, I don't know, just kind of, like, ignorant to the, everybody else around her, like, not listen to anything. Like, her way is the right way. Like, that's kind of how she comes out. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that's kind of how it works for me.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Mm, what do you like mean exactly by like fewer people leaving you like is it like does it manifest in your friendship or is it more like the sudden like just surge of emotion Mm -hmm.
0: I would say a bit of both Mm -hmm. but most commonly in my friendships I would say Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. like I don't feel it with like I feel it mostly with like the people in my life right now who like are close to me yeah um and whether that's, like, in the past, like, I felt that with other friends, like, who are close to me, so it's usually, like, my friends, even romantic partners, like, I feel it to an extent, but it's not the same way, which is interesting, mm-hmm. and I think it's because I let my friends be closer to me than I would romantic partners at this point in my life, <laughs> um, which is probably problematic, I mean. <laughs> <maybe>. I mean,
1: <laughs> is it even your 20s if you're not at least a bit avoidant? <laughs> true, true, true. <laughs>
0: But yeah, I don't really feel it either with like my family per se right now. Like mm-hmm. I feel it mostly with the people who are close in my life. Yeah, um, I don't fear like my sister will leave me or anything. Yeah, because like I don't know. I think also with family, like you know, they're always going to be there in mm-hmm. some way. Like they're they're literally your blood. Like yeah. they have no choice, but friends have a choice, and that kind of scares me. I think. Um, yeah, I mean, I'll choose you oh my God. <laughs> that was such over a- anyone else. <laughs>
1: That was so smooth. Wow. I'll still cheese you. <laughs> Cheers.
0: Cheers to that. <laughs> to be chosen. Wow. Um, oh my god, that was cute.
1: Sorry, I got uncomfortable with emotions sometimes. <laughs> Just kidding.
0: We love Dude. it yeah, <laughs> to make a, an awkward joke.
1: My sister actually told me that I have like a, the personality like Chandler in Friends.
0: Have you ever seen Friends? I haven't seen Friends. Are you serious? People hate me for it. People really hate me for not seeing Friends. Like... I can't believe, I I don't believe it.
1: <laughs> anyways, so Chandler is this. I think we have to explain Friends. Oh my gosh! Chandler is this character who like makes a lot of awkward jokes mm. when he's like uncomfortable or awkward or yeah, he's just awkward in general. Um, but anyways, that was a tangent. <laughs> it's Totally it. unimportant. <laughs> Maybe I need to watch Friends now. Mm. Yeah. Comment Mm -hmm. down below. Comment down below. Can you comment? I think you can comment.
0: Yeah. We'll find out soon (laughs) if we have listeners. (laughs) Um, I guess, like, the next thing that we could talk about is, like, what soothes that for us, because I think that's, like, a huge part of, like, connecting with your inner child, is, like, figuring out the ways to soothe it, so. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, which is, like, I was just thinking the other day, like, I honestly feel like, because you see, like, it's so... It's almost, like, overused on social media these days, like, self-care, self-love, like, um, all those things, um, so you see people, like, oh, take a hot water bath, or go walk in the nature, or, I don't know, do this, do that, um, but anyways, I'm not criticizing those things, like, honestly, I think it's one of those, like, better things to be overused, you know, comparing to, like, other things. Mm -hmm. Anyways, (laughs) that does not make sense, um, (laughs) But I was thinking, like, why do we find comfort in these activities so much? You know, like, why do we love just kind of, like, running around the forest? Or why do we love to be warm and cozy? Mm -hmm. Or why do we love to be hugged? I feel like that has a lot to do with our inner child. Because they're actually, like, very... Some of them are, like, very childlike activities.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think so, too. And it's, like, kind of a way of giving that to yourself. Um, which I think is something that, like, our generation needs Mm -hmm. for some reason. And I've never really thought about that before, but I think, like, our generation specifically, like, our age range, like, I don't know, like, what is it, like, 30 to, like, whatever it is, like, just really needs to comfort themselves. And that's why I think those activities are so... yeah. I don't want to say trendy, I hate that word, but, like, (laughs) (laughs) there's no, like, I don't know, like, people, like, talk about them a lot right now.
1: Does that make sense? Yeah. Do you mean, like, our generation has more stress, like, to, like, grow
0: up or to adult? I mean, it could be that. It could be that, or maybe kind of what I'm thinking of is, like, and this is, like, a sociology student in me, but, like, (laughs) I'm kind of thinking about, like, how... The previous generation, which would be our our parents' generation, were not, I think, as affectionate as previous generations. For the in, in general, mm-hmm. I think I think that's like with like baby boomers and like work culture really like speeding up. I think a lot of parents prioritize like work and like success rather than affection mm. towards their children. Oh, that's an interesting perspective. Yeah, I don't know. This is this is just a thought. I, it could yeah. be completely wrong, but I just feel like, as a whole, maybe our generation needs that more because we didn't get it, and like we also function in such like a high stress society now. Yeah. Comment down below what you think about that because I'm curious. <laughs> so. Um,
1: what yeah, do you think? I'm not a sociology student, honestly. I can't do like an analysis on society, <laughs> and I'm not like I didn't grow up in North America, so mm-hmm. I don't know if, like. Um but I definitely think that we like by we I mean like our generation as a whole are under a lot of pressure. Yeah. We are stressed out like every single day. Um and I feel like we feel this immense pressure to grow up to be um like adults and I think that's just a lot harder than the previous generations because There's no clear blueprint of how we can achieve that in today's society. Mm -hmm. You know, like for my for my our parents' um, generation, like to be a grown up means you graduate from university. Like, see, that was graduating from university was a big thing back then, but now it's like kind of like a given. Like everyone's graduated from (laughs) university. What's so special about that? And you meet like your future partner at the university, and then you find your first job. And that would just probably be your last job and you would just work that job for 30, 40 years and Mm -hmm. then you get married, you buy a house, you buy a car, you have children and then your children have children. I feel like that was so like structured. Mm -hmm. You know, like that was so structured before us. But now it's like with technology, with everything, like even with like climate change, we're just like, we don't know what's going to happen 10 years from now. There's so much more uncertainty. Mm -hmm. It's like, On one hand, it's, like, good because there are more changes in our society and, like, things break up stuff. But we are also so unsure of what's going to happen.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. And I think, like, as humans, we kind of need some sense of stability. Mm -hmm, We definitely do. And security, right? Like, evolutionarily, like, we need to be sure that, like, we will have, like, the next, like, meal on our plate or, like, sleep. Or something like that, you know? Mm-hmm. But I think our world right now moves so fast. Like, so, so fast so that fast. we can't... Our brains, like, can't comprehend that and, like, adjust to it fast enough, I think. And, like, yeah. it causes pressure because we are trying to, like, yeah. adapt to that. Oh, and going back. Sorry. That was very... <laughs>
1: <laughs> went on, like, a long-ass tangent. Like, I to critique the society. Um, so I feel like we have so much pressure to be a grown-up. And that's probably... And I feel like... Do you get the feeling that our generation we had to like do so much as a kid? Mm-hmm. Like we had to I don't know, for me I had to I went to like I took piano lessons and I took violin lessons and to go to swim lessons and then when I grew up I had to start thinking about where I want to go to for university when I was like 13, 14. Yeah. You know, like there's so much like um there's just so much pressure to be like we should start early, we should like start now because it's going to be too late once you're like an adolescence even so we started thinking about adulthood when we are children and mm-hmm. that's probably why a lot of our we just we just kind of lose touch with who, we're, who we are as children
0: yeah yeah that makes a lot of sense I think mm-hmm. it's like we we grew up so fast that we never got like through our childhood kind of like yeah that you <laughs> phrase that <laughs> you so well <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I just go on <laughs> I love it. It's okay. But I fully agree with that. I think that makes sense. And like, maybe we never like, why our, like, our generation is so like obsessed with like self-care and stuff like that. Like, could be because our generation never got the chance to kind of develop those as we aged properly.
1: It's and so, so now sad. we're like,
0: it is kind of sad when you think yeah. about it. But I think, in a way, it kind of seems like we're going back in time and trying to like soothe mm-hmm. that part of ourselves that we never grew up soothing. And so we don't know, obviously. And so, of course, it's going to become, like, a thing on Instagram and, like, everything to, like,
1: self-care. Yeah, overcompensate. Yeah, overcompensate.
0: Yeah. (laughs) I totally agree. Do you think there's any of those self-care activities that, like, actually soothe you? Or do you think they all work? Oh, absolutely. Actually. Mm -hmm. Like, it works different for, for everyone.
1: But some of them actually, like, works for me. So I really need to unplug from, like, just everything, like... Sometimes I just turn off my phone. Mm-hmm. But, like, I don't do it a lot because um, my parents get really worried. <laughs> <laughs> where are you? Or Joe, or Jess. <laughs> 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 you know, Asian parents. Um, but um, I just need to unplug and I need to go on walks. Like, for me, that's just one thing that will always, always calm me down. And I think it's because as a kid, like, I grew up hiking a lot. Like, mm-hmm. I lived in this rural town um, in Taiwan, and it's literally. Like, next to, like, a bunch of mountains. Because Taiwan is actually, like, I think it's, like, the most densely populated place with mountains in the world. Yeah. Anyways, um, so geography for another another day. (laughs) Uh, But I just grew up hiking a lot. And I would always go on hikes with my family. My extended family, too. My grandpa, my grandma. It's, like, super cute. Um, But, yeah, like, as a child, I didn't realize the power that it held. But now I'm it's like, wow, like, that actually just, like, gave me so much peace and still mm-hmm. gives me a
0: lot of peace just by going on walks. That's so cool. Yeah. I love that. Mm-hmm. I think that's true. And it's, like, one of those things that I think since the pandemic especially has become, like, pretty common for people to do. Like, before the pandemic, I literally never would have gone, like, just a walk, you know? Yeah. Like, I never would have taken the time <laughs> out of my day to just, like, do that. Mm-hmm. But now I do, and it's, like, super, super helpful.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is that your favorite, like
0: soothing like things to do or like paint you mentioned painting painting's one of them for sure I think running might be my top one though Uh, and I think for me it like comes from like releasing a lot of energy (laughs) and like kind of just like (laughs) I don't know that's how it feels to me like I think for me because I like get so anxious I like need to release it and like running is such a good playful way to do it because you're Mm -hmm. just like listening to music just, like, getting out of it, some energy, you know? Yeah. And it's so nice. Totally.
1: hmm I mean, I can't run, for sure. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but, That's okay. Walking, mm-hmm.
1: walking mm. helps. But also, like, I think creative things in general. hmm Like, I don't know, they're just so comforting for us. Like, because as a child, we just love like, drawing, painting, coloring. Yeah. Like, I think, like, a couple years back, there was, like, this trend with, like, coloring books. Yeah, you know, for, I like, remember adults, that. I was, yeah. like, I was thinking, oh my god, this was exactly what I, like, I did in kindergarten. I just colored all day, and, like, now it's, it's, like, this trend is coming back, sorry, I, I know we hate that word, um, this trend <laughs> is coming back, so it's kind of, like, um, why did we let go of this passion in
0: the first place? Yeah, I fully agree, and I think that comes down to the root of it, like, for yeah. me, it's just, like, doing things out of pure joy, like, when you color a coloring book, you're not like oh. Like, this is going to make me a millionaire. Like, oh, this is going to, like, look so great on my wall. You're just like, oh, I'm putting colors on this book, and it's going to look cool, and it's fun, and I, like, enjoy what I'm doing right now. And I think that is, like, the most soothing thing when you're doing something just for the joy of it. Mm -hmm. I totally agree.
1: Yeah, Um, and I think not having to capitalize mm -hmm. our passions or having to sort of like maximize the benefits from like one single
0: thing yeah that yeah that's so true I feel like there's not enough <laughs> things in our life that like we don't capitalize on <laughs> exactly <laughs> you know mm. and just like taking time to like do those things like for me another one is like cooking cool. because like that's something that I've loved to do ever since I was young like remember when I would be stressed as a kid I would just like go <laughs> bake something for my family and really, make- that's so cute. A <laughs> like, if I didn't want to do work for school, I would just bake, <laughs> and it's like a form of procrastination. But I think it's a productive form because, like, it allows me to just like stop for a second. And mm-hmm. like, I have no—I don't think I'm ever going to pursue cooking as a career. I'm no. never going to like become a food blogger. Like, I don't think that's there for me. Mm-hmm. But it's something that I just purely like to do for the sake of doing it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's another really good one. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: Like, these activities are so, like, meditative.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and, like, like, baking as a kid, too. Like, when, if you think back to our, like, you know, like, childhood moments where we, like, bake with our moms or just, yeah. like, make cookies. Like, we, we were, like, really, really present at mm-hmm. those moments, right? We, it was never, like, because we didn't have, like, smartphones probably back yeah. then. Like, I don't know about, like, <laughs> this generation, um the new generation, like, oh, kids scary. these <laughs> days, but... When I was a kid, when I baked, the like, cookies with my mom, my aunt, like, it was, like, I was just making cookies, and I was, like, genuinely happy mm-hmm. just by, like, staring at the butter and, like, oh, watch the flour go then, like, you know, like, all those things were so yeah. engaged and so present, yeah. and I think that's, like, meditation in itself.
0: I, I agree. Yeah. I, that's, like, that leads me to, like, another one, like, mindfulness, I think is Yeah, oh, mindfulness, yeah. Exactly. exactly. That's a good word to yeah. yeah, I mean, it's exactly, like, what encompasses everything like just being like mindful i think is something that like our inner child was able to do mm-hmm. when they were a child but now we've suppressed that like we're just like always going and i think like stopping God, i'm just <laughs> on the table it's okay guys <laughs> but like stopping and being mindful for a second i think is exactly like what our inner child needs yeah. um, even though it seems like kind of like a mature activity to do but i think exactly how you described it with the baking like mm-hmm. that's such a mindful activity and even as a kid we weren't like we weren't aware of like the action of being mindful while we were baking but like we were mindful while we were baking yeah and I think that is exactly what our inner child sometimes needs it's just mindful activities
1: yeah that's so interesting it's kind of like growing up means losing that touch with your inner child and then Mm -hmm. rediscovering it
0: like oh it's kind of silly it is (laughs) and I wonder if like other generations are even aware of this like no, I I, I I don't know if they lost it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's like hard to say. But it feels like ours lost it and now we're regaining it. Oh,
1: you know what? I just I suddenly just thought of um mm-hmm. sex education. Oh yeah. I don't know if I'm gonna be like spoiling for anyone, but well,
0: if you don't wanna hear this
1: please watch sex education, like please just watch it. Just I pause know. here
0: and go watch the show. Oh no, I don't think it's
1: it's not a spoiler, but that scene when the Michael, like the headmaster, oh, yeah? is cooking. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah and like, didn't he, like... Okay, so, basically, like, he would... She's, um, got the advice from someone um, to kind of, like, reconnect with joy. Mm-hmm. And for him, like, I think his favorite, like, memories as a child was, like, his mom's, like, cooking like, being in the kitchen with her. Yeah. And he was, like... And he started cooking mm-hmm. for people. And he looks so happy. I love that scene so much.
0: And yeah. it, like, really it really encompasses this whole idea that we've been talking about because Michael before, obviously, as everybody knows, was, like, this guy who was really harmful to his child and, like, his wife didn't treat them well. Also, there is definitely spoils in here, so, like... And he was just, like, the annoying, like, grown-up. Yeah, he was just, like, the guy who was not nice. He was annoying. Like, he didn't do anything good Mm -hmm. or treat anybody well. And, like, that was definitely, like, him, like, projecting his trauma onto, like, other people because he never, like soothe the inner child in him. Yeah. And then it's so, it's so cool because after he starts cooking and like doing that and like doing that for the joy of it, like he tries to, this is so spoiling. I'm so sorry guys, but um, (laughs) he like tries to get back with his wife and I'm not going to say what she says, but he like, I think realized what he, he made the mistake on and like how he can, I don't know if anything I'm saying is making sense, but like like regain like, like, the inner child in him and, like, work through Mm -hmm. the, like, the trauma that was coming out in really unhealthy ways for him.
1: Yeah, I totally agree. Mm -hmm. Mm
0: -hmm. It just, oh, that show is so good. so beautiful. It's so beautiful. That scene where he's just, like, happy cooking literally is Yeah, like, doing a little dance. (laughs) It's so cute. It's so cute. Yeah, Yeah, I guess that that kind of, like, brings us to, like, a topic that's, like, I think... A really interesting topic in terms of inner child, because Mm -hmm. it's something that I've, like, kind of dealt with a little bit. I don't know if Mm -hmm. you have, but, like... I have. I definitely... Yeah. um, I feel like everybody has, to a certain mm -hmm. extent. But that's, like, emotional eating, and I think, at least for me, it seems like emotional eating comes out in people because they're trying to soothe their inner child in a way that, like, at some points is healthy, but I think sometimes can be unhealthy. So, Mm -hmm. what do you think about it when you think about emotional eating? Yeah, I totally
1: agree. I remember, like, I actually... (laughs) I was a very emotional eater as a child, mm-hmm. you know like that's that's strange, like looking back, I was um <laughs> I was so i still am, but I had such a massive like sweet tooth as a child, child, and like honestly, looking back, I don't think I was the happiest child mm-hmm. I, as a kid, I don't know why I put so much stress on myself like i was we were just journaling about this last night, but um, you know, like I don't think you would believe this, but I was like not. Who I am <laughs> like today as a kid, I was very serious mm. and very very high strong and just like a goodie and two shoes and totally totally I was like stress all the time even mm. as a child in elementary school, and I would like stress about every single thing. But um as a kid, like I love like chocolates and I would just, like eat so much chocolates to the point like my parents were like really concerned. they were like, "She's going to get like she's going to be diabetic like the amount of sugar oh. she consumes." And no, and like. Thinking back, I think as a child, I sort of already picked up on the habit of emotional eating, which is so sad, Mm -hmm. but um, there are definitely still moments in my life where I feel like I need those, like, that source of
0: comfort. Yeah. Yeah. Which I think is a healthy thing. Like, I think if you're aware of it, like, for me, Mm -hmm. what I, 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 like, ask myself if I'm, like, if I think I might be emotionally eating, Mm -hmm. I'm just, like, is this going to make me feel, like, better in the moment? Like, is it going to soothe me, or is it just going to be like, pointless? Like, am I I just doing it because, like, it's become a habit now, and, like, I don't have any other coping Mm. mechanisms that I want to rely on? Mm -hmm. And if you ask yourself that, and the answer is, yes, this will help me Mm short-term, then why not? Like, I don't think there's (laughs) anything wrong with it. Like, if you want to eat something from your childhood that, like, makes you feel really comforted, I think there's nothing wrong with that. But I think when it becomes your only coping mechanism, Mm -hmm. that's when it, like, becomes a dangerous thing.
1: Yeah. If that makes any sense. Or maybe because you're just relying on it because you don't know
0: any other ways mm-hmm. to cope with it yeah yeah exactly yeah, yeah. I feel like it, it makes a lot of sense because it's like this little like boost of serotonin right like eating something that tastes good mm-hmm. gives you serotonin and I think if you're lacking that like sometimes you need that and you yeah. want that and you know that it's going to come from something that tastes good mm-hmm. for me
1: I think I've adopted a way to kind of incorporate mindfulness into like you know, like, not emotional eating, I don't, I don't think, but, like, this comfort food, and like mm-hmm. if you will, can um, kind be of eating. Um, so, like, if I want, like, cookies or if I want, like, a cup of, like, if I want, like, cookies, then I will make sure that I take out a plate and I put the cookies on the plate and I make a cup of English breakfast tea. I just sit down and I just eat the freaking cookie. Like mm-hmm. for me, that just that makes me feel so good, and not just because of the food itself, but I think because like the whole like like ceremonious way.
0: Yeah, of, like, you know that makes sense. And it's like you're you're taking care of yourself by doing all those like mm-hmm. those steps. And like I fully fully agree because like for me too, it's like if I'm just like standing in the kitchen like eating something. Yeah, from the from the right. Cupboard, like like just, that's yeah. when you know that it's not like you're not being mindful with it. But like if you go through the process of like making yourself something that tastes really good and, mm-hmm. like, just, like, even if it's as simple as, like, putting it on a plate, I think it's just, like, makes a huge difference. Yeah. So, I love that again. and I love your, like, little, like, tea ceremonies. I've yeah. like, tried to incorporate in my life. I, like, love to make myself, like, a little cup of tea, and it's just so nice. Aww. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess the last thing that we can kind of cover is, like, maybe we could talk about, like, how... Um, how we like embrace our inner child like how do we like how we come to terms with it and like thought of it as like a positive thing Mm -hmm. Um, or not positive or just it just think of it as it is yeah exactly as it is I like that because it doesn't have to be positive or negative Mm -hmm. like yeah I fully agree how do you think or do you want me to go yeah okay (laughs) (laughs) I think for me I've like just thought of it as like exactly how you said it like a fact like it is something that, like, we have to live with and, like, come to terms with, and Mm. that's okay. And I think if we ignore it, it's just gonna be worse for us later on. Like, Mm -hmm. I think we're just gonna suffer and project our unresolved emotions if we don't accept the fact that there is still a part of us that is our younger selves and has a lot of, like, unresolved stuff and, like, a lot of resources as well, like, ways to soothe. Mm -hmm. And, like, I think trying to, like, ignore our childlike self is just for like the sake of maturity at least, or like for becoming like socially acceptable. Like I think that's just not healthy. And I think Mm -mm. embracing like your silliness and your joy and like your emotions is super, super cool. And like, whether that's like quote unquote positive emotions or quote unquote negative emotions, like I think it comes with everything. And I think just accepting the fact that that is us (laughs) Yeah. It's just a fact of life. Life is exactly how I've embraced it. Um, And like you said, like, not looking at it as, like, a positive or negative Mm -hmm. thing. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I absolutely
1: agree. Um, Just by, I think just by looking at it with the knowledge that this is what makes you who you are. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I also feel like, for me, um, a huge part of, I think it's just really, like, my philosophy of life <laughs> um it's just um seeking like appreciation mm-hmm. for it like I appreciate my inner child because I think it's beautiful and I am so grateful to still have that really pure like like you said like untainted side of me mm-hmm. like um like I honestly just really really am very grateful for that Um, and I honestly encourage everyone to, like, be more connected, be more in tune to that side of us, um, because, like, who knows, like, it's not just the trauma, like you you said, like, it's not just for, like, traumatic, traumatic responses, or it's not just for dealing with anger and sadness, it's also how we see joy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think that's just, that's just so beautiful, because we honestly, like, we have the infinite we have infinite amount of joy inside of us and we have the inner child who knows how to access that joy and we all have the ability to be so happy
0: you know yeah so that's just so empowering for me (laughs) I like that yeah and I think it shapes who we are like when we really get in touch with it like you said like it is who we are and getting in touch with it means getting in touch with your qualities and yourself and I know for my organized brain I'd love to like mind map it, like, what are my, like, key qualities, you know, and I think you get that from looking at your inner child, like, I don't think you can really know who you are without looking at your inner child, Yeah. and if you do think that, I think you're kind of suppressing, (laughs) Yeah. unless, I don't know, I don't know, unless you have another opinion, but Mm -hmm. I personally think that you are, because, like, I don't know, like you said, like, the joy comes with it, Mm -hmm. like, the pure, untainted joy comes with getting in touch with your child
1: and we as humans are literally just amalgamations of experiences and memories Mm -hmm. and we have so much experiences and memories of you know being a child so that literally shapes who we are Mm -hmm. right i feel like sometimes when sad things or bad things happen um we are forced to grow up but maybe by trying to grow up really quickly we kind of leave behind that little piece of us that's the
0: most vulnerable. I don't know where I'm trying to get (laughs) with this. I I see exactly what you're saying. And, like, when you said vulnerable, I think it's also a way of, like, trying to protect ourselves, I think. Mm. Which I think is really cool, but not as productive as we may think it is. Mm. (laughs) Because I think, yeah, you can protect – you can soothe yourself, but I think protecting yourself limits the, like –
1: Yeah, because they become,
0: like, defensive. Yeah, Mm -hmm. exactly. You, like, you block joy and sadness and everything in between. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So, long story short, your inner child is who you are. So you (laughs) you gotta accept it. And incorporate it into your life.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Give he or she or they a hug today. Mm -hmm. Tell them you're safe and you're living the life that you want. You're no longer the child who can't make their own decisions
0: anymore hmm yeah yeah do something nice for you today yes that's <laughs> our challenge for everybody yeah good way to wrap it up what are you gonna do that's nice for yourself today
1: oh for myself today mm. um i think this mm-hmm. i did something really nice for me today like 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 i said like um i usually feel like really depleted energetically with people but like with you like our conversation and like hang out with you like do this podcast like I feel so recharged right now. I don't know me about too. you, but I feel really energized. Or maybe yeah. it's the coffee. <laughs> True. French, the French press is strong, guys. <laughs> but this, yeah, yeah, I, I feel, yeah, this is me being kind to myself.
0: I really like that, and I think this conversation really did just make me more in touch with my inner child. Inner child. <laughs> how many times we have to say inner child? Honestly, take a shot every time you heard inner child this episode. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's actually do that. Yes, <laughs> when we add it. Let me so, add it. Oh my God. Okay guys stay tuned for that oh that was a bad idea (laughs) (laughs) yeah I mean yeah I guess for me besides this to give us another answer I baked a pumpkin pie this morning and that see with my inner child I think just like I literally was just listening to music like sometimes I put on like Netflix or something to like distract myself Mm -hmm. but like today I just like listen to music and Mm -hmm. made myself a pumpkin pie for my yeah. friendsgiving tonight and Aww. that was really nice. Oh,
1: it's Canadian Thanksgiving today. It is oh, wait. Happy Thanksgiving
0: Monday? on Monday. Yeah. Monday or Saturday. No, Sunday. So it'll be like almost a week after mm-hmm. before when we post this. But okay. Yeah. 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 Well, thank you for listening. Thank you for coming. And thank you so much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Drop in the comments below what you're doing to soothe your inner child today and make yourself happy. Because yeah. we would love to hear it. And we'd love to see you again. Yes. So <laughs> subscribe, like comment
1: what follow us on instagram it's at coffee with cool and Tell. follow us on spotify apple
0: podcast the good stuff the good stuff (laughs) happy thanksgiving guys yeah happy thanksgiving we'll see you next time see you next time Bye. bye